You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. With me today is Duncan, who is the Vice President of Brand, Marketing, and Digital at Fiverr, with two R's, responsible for creating game-changing ideas and strategies that use technology to tell stories worth knowing. In his 30-year career, he has worked at agencies including BBH, BBDO, and Anomaly, where he worked on brands such as Adidas, Budweiser, Coca-Cola, Nike, Sephora, T-Mobile, and the New York Yankees. He also served as the VP of Marketing at Sony Music, where he created partnerships and events with brands including Unilever and Motorola, as well as artists such as Bruce Springsteen, Outkast, and Susan Boyle. Duncan has been named one of the top 10 people in advertising by The Independent and appeared on Campaign Magazine's Marketing A-List. Duncan, thank you for being here. Wow, that's an exhausting intro. Jesus, have I done all that? It's great. It's great. So if you you look at your kind of origin story and kind of your journey to where you are today, what are maybe some of the key moments that set you up for what you do at Fiverr today? Wow, depends how far you want to go back. I mean... I was talking to someone recently about um, how do you get into marketing and advertising and stuff like that. And when you were, you know, you were a kid at school and I was one of those kids who gazed out the window a lot. Um, And uh, a guy came in to do a talk on careers, as we used to call it back then. And uh, he was a big chap called Bob Potter. And uh, he started talking about butter-based turkey and punch shoeshine. And it was the most engaged I'd been as a kid at school. And I don't know if it was his physique that was interesting me, what he was talking about. I didn't even realize there was a whole industry of people who made adverts, but I was uh, captivated. And um, I decided on that day that that's what I wanted to do. And it was a very strange thing, given all the things you just talked about that turkey and shoe polish should have got me here but that was the initial little buzz in my brain that went that seems really interesting um and then i i had a career um which i was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time working with some of the best ad agencies in the world in london um which was super competitive to get into um and i don't think the industry resembles in any way shape or form what it was when i joined in the late 80s to a company called gray um and then i worked at some of the best agencies in london um doing all sorts of different things um and uh it was was super fascinating if you're lucky enough to join an industry at a period like that you just absorb a lot of stuff which i did um and i was lucky enough to have an opportunity in the early 2000s to uh, leave the fantastic agency that was uh, Bartlebogle Hegarty BBH, where I learned a huge amount, um, and launched my own agency, uh, which was called Soul, which was fun. Our founding clients were Coca-Cola Globally, which I actually thought was uh, somebody doing a kind of a British prank on me that Coca-Cola would be ringing us up before we even had a name, but it turned out it wasn't. It was Julia Golden, who's now the CMO of Lego. Um, and on the heels of that, we won Budweiser, EA Sports, and Uniqlo, funny enough, which we launched in the UK. Uh, so yeah, I did my own thing 
for a bit and um, fast forwarding to getting a little frustrated with advertising I was uh, headhunted to go and work at Sony Music which was uh, as you mentioned there's a guitar sitting behind me is one of my one of my loves and I realized quite quickly having joined the music industry from decades in advertising that I didn't think there was an industry that could make advertising look more professional and it turned out um, there was uh, it made it kind of look like um, accountancy or law in comparison <laughs> to music um, and music at that stage was going through the throes of um, you know pre-streaming or in fact Daniel Eck came and presented to us his idea for Spotify, which I thought was fascinating and all my colleagues thought was stupid, but turns out uh, Daniel was right. Um, so yeah, I did that did that for a bit. And um, from that, segued into working with talent um, and working with companies like the New York Yankees to kind of create things rather than just promote for other people their brands. So creating a product for the New York Yankees is the first time I'd ever created physically something. And working with a girl called Lauren Luke, who I think was really one of the first influencers. She was doing makeup tutorials of how to get the look of um, musicians that you you were you were kind of enamored by, I guess, for want of a better phrase. And um, we were funnily enough going to do something with Sony with one of their artists and seeing the related video from Lauren got me thinking this could be um, a lot more interesting. There was this young girl who had a following um, of how to get a, a makeup look. And long story short, we contacted her, flew her out to New York and um, created a makeup line for her, which ended up on the front page of the New York Times style section and in Sephora around the US. She got a global book deal, which we organized and ended up as a columnist for The Guardian, met the Queen of England and the founder of YouTube, and a law described as the most influential woman in beauty. So that was a huge segue from working on other people's brands. And then having done that for quite a few years, and then working in uh, social media marketing with uh, big content providers like the Netflix and Amazons and HBOs of this world. Um, I ended up here at Fiverr, um, which is fantastic. So that's a kind of a rather rambling intro. Does that does that cover what you wanted? It's amazing. It's amazing. So I need to know why Fiverr? Why should we know about Fiverr right now? Why should we be thinking about Fiverr as advertisers? Um, well, I think the world was changing pretty quickly before the pandemic and the future of work and how we go about work and think about work has been changing pretty rapidly through that arc of my career. Um, and why Fiverr is really, we exist to, to change how the world works together. And the way in which we do that is through this um, platform of digital services, with really the everything store for digital services for anything that you could um, particularly want. And um, what we've seen during the pandemic is really uh, several years of growth in each sort of six month cycle that we've been in this wretched situation. Um, and it is a wretched situation and I can't wait for it to be resolved in some way, shape or form. But we are one of those businesses that it's really accelerated our ability to tell our story because it's a combination of remote work, being able to tap into talent and access talent as and when you need need it. So agility, um, geography, and place are removed. And uh, 
funny enough, I, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about um, the quantum physics of the lockdown. And he was saying the only thing that really changed was place um, and that time and everything else remains the same. And, uh, and I guess at the heart of what Fiverr is about is removing that place element. So when I was lucky enough to work at Gray, you had to be living in that country, part of this ability to be interviewed by Gray in London at Great Portland Street and have a, a resume that would fit with what they were looking for. And I think that what our company has tapped into is a, is a way of the world thinking about how work takes place 24-7, regardless of geography, um, and an access to talent that isn't just governed by, in the way that the industry was structured when I joined it, you had a flag, as it were, of here's our agency office in New York, in London, in Paris, in Australia, in Germany, and here's this client, Coca-Cola or Nike, whomever, or Procter & Gamble, who happen to have offices in those same places, so we build our business around them. And that's just no longer the way the world works. Those companies obviously still exist and need marketing, and they need help with marketing. Um, and we exist to help people access that talent in different ways um, so it's yeah it's a super exciting um, time I think the combination of how work looks for people right now both for someone selling their services and someone buying their services is very different to when I started my career and I think that um, the whole notion around how we go about accessing talent is very very different and I think most people would agree that the ability to access things in a timely manner and set the pricing of whatever suits you as as the buyer or the seller um, is working extremely well. It's amazing. There was a, an agency here in Vancouver called 123 West that made news in ways because they were the first to say, you know, we're not going to have any staff. We're going to structure ourselves like a, you know, a movie production studio. And every time we have project work or work, we're going to, we're going to hire up for that project. And then, but really our, it was three creative directors that created this agency. And mm -hmm. so if you think of it, when you owned your agency, how do you see Fiverr fitting in today in that kind of uh, economy? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of different for me now because I don't, work in the advertising industry you know so what i can say which i probably wouldn't say if i still worked in it is when agencies pitch um quite often not all the time but quite often there is an element within that team of bright smart young people who don't actually work for the agency uh, they are freelancers and the either written agreement verbal agreement nod wink whatever is um, you know, come on board, be part of our team. And if we're successful, um, you might come and work with us or you might carry on as a freelancer, de depending on what you want to do. And, you know, in my career, I did that many, many, many times. And I could think of various people, soon, some who chose to be part of the company and some who chose to carry on being a freelancer and working with the company. So I think it's, I think it's something that agencies have always done. I think it's something that any smart agency, uh, I mean, they might prefer publicly not to say that. And I suspect the bigger the agency is, the less likely they probably know how much of their talent pool is employed and not. And I think that there's historically been a weirdness around that, that it's awkward 
And I think going back to what I was saying about how the world's changing and how we're changing how the world works together, that I think increasingly that's an artificial distinction that becomes irrelevant. It's how good are the people that you're getting access to and are they meeting and exceeding your needs? So when I was lucky enough to start my own agency, we exceeded the needs and were better and won stuff. And some of the people we employed, some of them we paid freelance. It doesn't matter. One other fun note about 123 West when they launched, their entire website was built using Fiverr videos. So using video, every page you went to was a different video or yeah. art piece by someone from Fiverr. Yeah. Just showing well, we the have, diversity. I mean, we have thousands and thousands of case studies where, you know, people are using our platform to build things. Um, and it's fantastic to see. And then I think that awkwardness becomes, and if there is any awkwardness, I, I think in the future there won't be any awkwardness, becomes around people feeling uncomfortable about saying, well, I used something else to do this. So therefore, what does it mean about my business? As long as your business is providing the services that you say it is, who cares? You know, if you look at our smartphones, I just recently got the Google Pixel 6. Most people in the ad industry tend to have that Apple product, you know, designed in Cupertino. They're made in China, you know, but that's not a problem. It's funny how we're able to overcome somehow physically buying, like the guitar behind me is in a an American legend, it's it's not made in America. Who cares? It's it's the Gibson guitar. And somehow I think with services, we've got ourselves wrapped up in a in a nonsensical kind of um, distinction. So years ago, I went when, when Fiverr was maybe earlier stages, I remember buying for five dollars because i remember discovering this website and like this is amazing i remember buying a pirate sign made on wood with my son's name on it and, and it <laughs> came it, del it got delivered for five dollars it had cayman's room and a big pirate sign and uh -huh. then i got for my uh in-laws a letter that was uh postmarked from england you know from the queen like it was a, it was a fake letter from the queen but it was posted someone sent it from the uk to my in-laws, like a nice letter to them. Like it was just, and they loved it. They thought it was so funny and, and so yeah. cool, but it, it was on Fiverr where I got this yeah. service. Well, I mean, we've, you know, since then we've, we've evolved enormously from being that kind of marketplace to a serious marketplace where, you know, a lot of people are getting things like SEO done, uh, websites, logos, uh, just in the last few months, uh, we've seen a gigantic increase in people accessing things like NFT design. Um, there's no end to, to what you can get on Fiverr. We have a whole um, category or vertical, we call it, around um, architecture. So, you know, with architecture, 3D renderings and planning and, and so on and so forth. Motion graphics. We often, uh, someone asked me to, you know, for us to quote on it. It's so uh, hard for us to do it here, but ourselves, but we often send people to Fiverr because those intro videos and outro videos, Fiverr is amazing for that. Yeah. I think it's, I think the journey we're on as a company, as a brand is not dissimilar to the journey that Airbnb were on when they were Airbed and breakfast. And those were the words in their name. They had a pink and blue logo and then they evolved to being something which I think most people recognize as an alternative form of accessing travel and a place to stay and even 
at this point in time, especially with the pandemic, I think it's it's almost like a verb, a descriptor of a way of traveling rather than um, a price-based alternative. And I think yeah. that we're we've through the pandemic evolved from being seen as a as a price driven thing given the name to through our rebranding and doing super bowl ads and using different forms of of the marketing mix to being a really reliable and quality alternative to getting most tasks done i've heard in a few meetings in the last few months leading up to this call people saying well you could just fiber it it's now a a, a term we yeah. can fiber it and yeah. and i and i caught note of it and it was quite significant and then if you log in it recently, I went to go check it out and try out some of the, the services there. You have your own business uh, launch pad now. There's an entire section just for businesses to manage projects within uh, the dashboard system. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, we've definitely come a long way and we're seeing a lot of change and the growth in terms of the numbers of businesses using our services is phenomenal. I mean, we have so many businesses who we've helped during the pandemic go from not having any online presence and being able to operate and do um, e-commerce and be able to sell things. We had a furniture company called Patina and Co down in Nashville, a company called Slim and Huskies, um, Greener Roots, who are uh, um, a hydroponic farm who needed to use our services to in order to tell their story and stay in touch with customers who normally would be visiting each of those businesses um, and you know quite often we're finding companies like that and helping them and using that as part of our marketing but unlike a lot of brands our marketing is really showing how using Fiverr can help transform your business it's incredible now what would be your encouragement to agencies that hear this and say okay either you know I'm assuming not to go on there and be a service provider but how you can go on there maybe just as a first test what would you say is like why don't you try this out for the first time on Fiverr and, and let us show you how great we are now I mean it's it's tricky isn't it with agencies because it's it covers such a broad range of types of agencies and services that they might give but I mean for example um we, we have a lot of services around logo design and branding and website. I mean, just trying some of those things or the, the other way of thinking about it. Often I find people as a first port of call in agencies use things like um, editing um, and people helping to do voiceovers for pictures and, and things like that. I mean, we've got over 500 services, so I don't think there's one that's um, the service that you'll see that Fiverr is right for you. It's it's a matter of where an agency needs more help and more support. But I think as, as time goes on, what we'll see that I was alluding to a minute ago is that there, there will be more of a balance between it being acceptable and normal to be using a pool of freelance talent to support uh, what you already have um, in-house. Um, you know, it's extremely expensive to keep lots of people on staff uh, in the hope that somebody comes along who needs mo a lot of motion design. Why not try motion design on Fiverr? And, you know, if you put in motion design, you'll just get thousands and thousands of different people at different price points. And yeah, what we incredible. see a lot of people doing is testing, um, you know, sellers at different price points to give them a, a sense of what you what you can get. I mean, we've even got a tool called Logo Maker where 
you can go on um, and just for free, just just put in put in your logo. Um, so put in Marketing Canada and it will spew out lots of different ways of thinking about how you do your branding, depending upon the words you use to describe it. So using a combination of creativity and AI. I mean, there's so many ways to dip your toe in the water with what we do. It's incredible. I know there was a group in Calgary uh, called Communo that tried to do it where, you know, you go to Communo and it's a bunch of freelancers, but to get access to it, you needed to pay a fee to access this group of freelancers. And then the freelancers themselves, um, you know, it, it was a bigger chore to be a part of. Whereas if you look on Fiverr, you know, most things aren't $5. Most things are pretty significant work. So for freelancers, A, there's tons on there now. And, and right in here in Canada, tons of freelancers I found there, or I reached out to a freelancer and they said, hey, do it through Fiverr and then give me a great review. Because yeah. that's the other thing I love about Fiverr is that when you look on there, when I did kind of a scan and a test, the amount of reviews and feedback. And then if you do buy a job, Fiverr follows up like four or five times to be like, was it good? Was it on time? Are you mm -hmm. happy with this? If you're not, you know, we'll take care of you. We'll make yeah. sure that you're satisfied, which is pretty impressive. And that's, again, why people love Amazon, where it's like, we're going to make sure that it was shipped and delivered. And yeah. that's so simple. Whereas Fiverr, I felt like there was that accountability and that support uh, yeah. when I went on there to try out a few, a few freelancers. Yeah, I think that's a really great, a really great point that you make, which is that what we're doing is making it easier, um, making it more agile, making it more affordable and giving access to talent. But the community part of it, which I think both Amazon and back in the day, um, eBay yep. really, really brought to life, which is community members holding each other accountable for quality so that you can go to seller A and say to yourself, well, this person's done this many transactions and has this many reviews, I feel good. Um, which is, you know, part of where the world is at now that we can now see more transparently what most people think. Now, there are certain sites, I think, where it does attract a slightly fringe element. So I'm thinking particularly Yelp, that um, a lot of Yelp reviews in my experience, tend to be pretty extreme. And especially as we know right now, that industry, the, the, the restaurant hospitality industry is going through some real pains of being able to provide the right staff. And there's definitely a group of people in the world who take great glee in writing about how long they had to wait or how difficult something was. But that notwithstanding, I think the community element on our platform is a super important part of giving a a transparent understanding of what your expectations might be um, both as a buyer and also as a seller if you're a great seller you're going to get great reviews and you'll get you'll get more business it's no different to when i was setting up agencies and the trade press and word of mouth um, but bringing it together and we you know we have so many community events throughout the year both at the local level national level international level conferences um, to help educate to inform to share best practices talk about difficulties so you know we can learn and adapt in our customer service and our attention to making sure that both the buyer and the seller are getting the right experience so those that are listening thinking and i want to hire canadian i want to support people in my country can you go into fiverr and, and kind of filter mm -hmm. i want to work with canadian freelancers only yeah you can filter in any way in any way you want and when we look at the data there are certain countries where people tend to 
look for um, sellers that are of the same nationality from the same part of the world and other countries where people tend to do difference. I, th I think it depends on the type of business you are and, and at what stage you're at. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are, there are a group of people who prefer to do that and others who prefer just to, to, to search. I mean, my, my personal view is I think it's better probably to access talent, the best talent that you can get for your budget without, um, restricting it. But if you do want to just look at, you know, say people in New York or people in Montreal, you can do that. That's really cool. Uh, maybe tell me a story about someone that's uh, used Fiverr and maybe kind of a, a neat story or how are you, you know, some trends you're seeing with people using it these days? Um, wow. I'm trying to think where to, where to begin. I mean, there are many, there are many case studies we could talk about, um, big and small and from all sorts of parts of the world, but there's one particular that springs to my mind from, um, Philadelphia, um, which is a garden center and landscaping business called Four Seasons Total Landscaping, who sprang to fame when they were used um, as a uh, venue for um, a, a press a, a press event. Um, and uh, it really did transform their business. Um, they went from overnight to being just a local business that only people in the locality knew about, to being national and international fame. And we collaborated with them to help them with their business and to transform their business because what they what ultimately happened to them is people became as much interested in their merchandise as they did in getting your landscaping gardening done. So we helped them design a range of apparel. We helped them with their website, their e-commerce and their social media marketing strategies. And we also put them in a Super Bowl ad because uh, it seemed like the perfect example of transforming a small business that was put into the limelight, almost the encapsulation of the American dream. You have a moment of fame, as Andy Warhol once said, capitalize on that moment of fame. So we had Marie Saravo, who's the owner and founder of the business, was the star of our ad. But we also helped them refine all aspects of how they marketed themselves on the platform and we can put a link if you like we did a little video case study with her and her son and one of our other business partners talking about how we help transform their business and the the bit that most people saw was the hilarious super bowl ad where she was driving around a kind of futuristic tesla and this willy wonka world where this transformation had taken place behind the famous roller door where the press conference was um, and in reality, we did do some fantastic stuff for her, but being the Super Bowl, we just did it in a very hyperbolic and funny way. That's awesome. That's so great. And riddle me this, how do you, as the, the, you know, the marketing director decide to do Super Bowl? What's that moment in, in kind of in the decision-making process where you're like, we're doing it, we're pulling that trigger, we're joining the, the Super Bowl kind of, what do you call it? Alumni association. <laughs> um, the funny thing is we've been talking about it for quite a while before we pulled the trigger. So, um, we discussed it two years before a year before. Um, and it was on, it was on our mind as a way of accelerating, um, engagement. Um, and then I think the unusualness of, of the, the first period of lockdown, um, and with our business growing at the rate it was growing, 
it seemed like um, the sensible thing to bring forward our plans. I think without the lockdown, we probably would have done it a little later. Um, what we ultimately decided to do was was jump jump right in, um, and it was a huge decision. Um, and I think given that we'd already discussed it and thought about it, it made it a little bit easier. But as anyone listening will know, um, your first time Super Bowl is is quite a big deal. It's a lot of money. Uh, it's a very short moment of time. Uh, you want to make sure people see it, remember it, remember it's for you, um, and create, especially in the world we live in now versus 10, 20 years ago, that whilst it is the Super Bowl, a lot of the conversation is before, during, and after. And we were very fortunate in that we, we thought about it very hard. We took a huge risk in the cultural moment that we lent into. It was the number one cultural moment on Twitter for that year. Um, and we, on the night and following it, were trending on YouTube for two weeks after in the top 10 most trending videos of all videos on YouTube. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite something. Um, if you'd have asked me a year ago, I might not be quite as chill as I am now. <laughs> But, awesome. uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really really uh, quite something for us to to do as the first time, and a number of other companies did it for the first time too. Um, I don't want to name names because I think some people did a great job, others less so. I think um, when you do the Super Bowl, you really really do need to think through how is the conversation going to continue. So I don't know if you saw, we did a whole social media campaign on Twitter. Uh, congratulating other Super Bowl advertisers, but deliberately getting the businesses slightly wrong in the manner that the Four Seasons Total Landscaping thing happened. So it took a while. People were responding, saying, what's going on with Fiverr? And then when people got it, a lot of people started joining in. And it, you know, we planned it out. We knew who was going to be advertising. We were able to get quite a significant conversation going around congratulations to this business for being in the Super Bowl. And really, it was a much smaller local business. That's awesome. And I mean, maybe you can't disclose, but I'm in the same way you say, you know, advertisers, you don't always say who your full team is. But I wonder, I'm curious how much of Fiverr's uh, marketing work, execution work is done by freelancers on Fiverr? Um, a lot of it. Um, a lot of what you saw in that Super Bowl ad, almost everything related to their business and to our business was created on Fiverr. Um, we just did... Um, we just did a brand campaign where everything we created, the something to nothing campaign was all, all done on Fiverr. Um, it's, you know, it's a huge, it's a hugely important part of what we do, uh, to make sure that we're celebrating, um, you know, the, the talent that we have in the right way and using it every time we're doing some marketing to showcase the quality of what you can get. I had a friend, um, who's got a place up in Whistler, which is a couple hours from where we are right now. Um, and I said, man, can I, uh, you know, crash in your basement suite? Can I rent it for a few days? And he goes, oh, no, just go through Airbnb. I just send everyone through Airbnb. And, mm -hmm. and part of it, he also loves it because there's like insurance with it. There's accountability. There's not like an awkward friendship thing where, okay, I'll pay you. And here's an invoice. Mm -hmm. It's all done through the site. And so I'm seeing that with Fiverr where even though he could rent directly to me and freelancers could go direct, there's something significant and accountable and professional and helpful with the Fiverr platform. And yeah. to the point where you're, you you go on there, it's not just um guy who does axe juggling. 
and, and axe juggling videos, which again, were, were great videos and are great videos you can get done on Fiverr. You can pay a guy and he'll give a message to anyone, whatever, yeah. juggling axes. Um, well, that's, uh, that's much more a, a very minor part of our platform these yes. days. The, the major part of our platform is, you know, really helping businesses with solid um, professional services that help transform them and help present them in a, in a really engaging and interesting way. Amazing. Do you have like? Do you remember back in the day there was like an Ask Jeeves, and at one point I'm going to age myself. There was a, a little paperclip, and and at one point a wizard that would walk people through web experiences. Have you got that for Fiverr? If say a small business doesn't want to go with maybe like an established, you know, Yellow Pages or another group, but they can go to Fiverr and it'll be like, hey, here's the three things you need for your website. A little paperclip, Clippy walks them through it. We have a similar thing. We have a how Fiverr works. And then within Fiverr business, we have ways of helping you and your team align around how can you coordinate and share ideas and talk to each other and project manage and share the experience. So yeah, we use a lot of intuitive tools on the site to keep people engaged and educated and for those businesses that want it we have um, dedicated people who help you uh, find the right people and find the people that are suited to your business depending on the scale of the task and the nature of what people want we've really kind of tailored it um, to all sizes of businesses so you know we have some really huge businesses and some medium-sized businesses and smaller businesses but increasingly it's it's the business services of getting right talent versus the kind of um the funnier things just as airbnb was a place to crash you can now get you know fifty thousand dollar a night places to stay on airbnb and yes. you can even stay in you know the sex in the city apartment or you can stay in you name it um home alone and, home alone house yeah. fresh prince yeah. of bel-air yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah no, that's amazing. So what's fun about pockets around the world, New York and Vancouver, Montreal, there's something about Israel. We've recently had on Wix on our show and Monday.com on our show, both coming out of you know this incredible country. And it's incredible that Fiverr as well. There's something about Israel that births these incredible companies. It's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I think I think this, there is something amazing about Israel right now, or there always has been, but it, it's really come to the fore in the last decade or so of this kind of tech kind of startup nation. Uh, there's even, you know, Tour de France team named after it, that there is a insatiable desire on the part of uh, this Israel nation and Israelis to really push harder and further and think in really creative ways about how technology can help mankind. And it sounds a little profound as I say those words, but I've met with a lot of Israeli startups in my role um, outside of Fiverr. And I'm always blown away by the, the in ingenuity of the ideas that these businesses have and the ability to take um, small ideas and turn them into really big things and successful things. And I think it's a combination of taking risks, um, being willing to get things wrong and learn from them. And if you read a hundred American business textbooks, they'll all say that. But if you work in a hundred American businesses, they'll want to focus on who got it wrong, why did they get it wrong, and let's get to the problem so that never happens again. Not 
what do we learn from that? And I think there's something in the Israeli spirit which is celebrates that. It's in the DNA of experimentation, pushing, challenging, making a mistake and saying, that's okay. How do we how do we become better? And I think that of all the companies I've worked with and collaborated with since I've been doing this job and I spend prior to the pandemic, I spent a lot of time in Tel Aviv, is there's that same flavor that runs through the companies you mentioned, like Wix and Monday and many, many others of being proud of experimenting and also sharing openly um, the things that you're doing and the things that are working well and the things that are working less well. And I think certainly from the part of the world I come from in the past, I think historically Britain was like that. And I'm sure America has been like that. But I think that Israel is at the cutting edge of being able to really cut through the crap and say, is this good? Is this bad? Does that work? Let's try it. Um, and there's very little posturing. There's very little salesmanship. It's very much in, is this a good idea? Let's try it. Does it work? No, move on. That's awesome. So Duncan, um, I want to get your advice. Books. What are, uh, you know, you, you know the, the age old thing, whether it's Kindle or Kobo or whatever, however you read or consume your books. Is there any books that you'd say, man, if you're in advertising marketing, this is a book you got to read? Yeah, so I'm in the process of reading this right now in the physical form. Um, Amazon Unbound. Amazon nice. Unbound, which is funny because I bought it on Amazon. It was delivered on Amazon. And I'm sure that the people at Amazon are not too pleased with all of the content in it because it's not all completely kind. Um, but this guy, Brad Stone, who's written it, it's fantastic. It's very up to date, very recent, and it gives you an insight into where companies like Amazon are going, how they think. Um, I also read a really good book, or I'm almost finished, God, Human, Animal, Machine, which is uh, an, an analysis of comparing the effect of religion in the Middle Ages with the effect of technology and artificial intelligence right now. Hugely thought-provoking makes your brain hurt thinking about it uh, that's, those are those are two two that i really 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 enjoyed um but i also do read a lot about music as well so if anyone's into thelonious monk uh the the book on thelonious monk is fantastic and i highly recommend it um okay. by robin robin kelly um okay. but that's slightly off topic for your podcast no, that's great though no that's great that's great are you a, a spotify subscriber yourself I was one of the original Spotify subscribers, um, nice. but I then tried, I've tried every music service yeah. and I collect records. So I do less digital music right now. I'm using YouTube music, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was Google music. And one yes. of the advantages I, th I think it has over others is, um, there's all of the, um, music that's been approved by the record companies as it were. And then there's a lot of music that hasn't been released that's only available on vinyl or tape and there's always someone in the world who's willing to video them playing it and then upload it so it gives you access to all of that too so i like that no it's great i i was on uh youtube i i loved google music and then now youtube music the problem is i i gotta figure out way my kids have a, a shared account and so it's always suggesting to me uh inappropriate songs like baby shark and uh -huh other songs that are uh not my liking but yes i i do need to you know somehow filter my life properly to i think you just need to accept that you're a miley cyrus fan 
it's true it's so true you you've yeah you 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 know yeah yeah that's uh, all right i'll admit it i'll admit it um as far as kind of trends that you're looking forward to in 2022 you know this will be going live uh within the week what, what are you seeing what are you hearing or what you, maybe what are you excited about and and i don't want you maybe you don't want to disclose too much but maybe if you could put your kind of finger on the pulse you're looking some sort of magic ball that doesn't yeah. really exist but what would you what would you say you're looking forward to this year i mean i think i think the way the world has changed and is changing in terms of the different types of media is fascinating so the emergence of things like TikTok, there yeah. are a few other adjacent types of media which you're right i don't want to mention what they are because people will go and copy them um and uh influencer marketing i think you know we started this conversation talking about yeah. when i work within the influencer space and i think um it's pretty clear that the power of influencers is enormous yes. and when you get it right it can be enormously rewarding so we have a lot of people doing influencer videos about fiverr um which are just happening so you know i hired these people on fiverr and people make a video and then millions and millions of views and then we also partner um with influencers ourselves and we're always experimenting and refining and trying to hone the right approach the balance between the 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 connection between the audience and the influencer um and what they say about us in a very truthful way uh, it's almost like word of mouth accelerated um, and word of mouth obviously is the best kind of marketing you can get if everyone in the world just told everybody to use fiverr then we could pack up and go home but yeah. that's not the case it's still you know an emerging category an emerging brand and increasing our awareness so those those are some of the trends that i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of action around podcasts which we're on right now uh, we have our own podcast and we've played with marketing on podcasts i think podcasts have become a gigantic part of how people educate and inform themselves i think the challenge with podcasts like with influencer marketing is not all podcasts and influencers are created equal yeah duncan thank you for being here uh, on the show this pleasure. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, some great questions. I hope uh, it was informative for your uh, for your audience, and I can't wait to see the finished product. No, it's great. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada. Uh, be sure to check the links uh, both on the uh, audio and video show notes uh, for more information about Fiverr, how you can get started, how you can try out some of the incredible freelancers. And and yeah, in the uh, in the link and comments below, uh, there's a promo code which we encourage you to go and experiment and try with Fiverr um, and see how it can help transform your business. Yeah, and I think my challenge with that, use the promo code if you maybe you're like maybe you're. Uh, cautiously optimistic about using Fiverr. It's been a while since you went on the site. Check out the new uh, dashboard. Um, but I think like the old saying, the shoemaker's uh, shoes, right? Or the shoemaker's son's shoes or the mechanic's car is always broken. Uh, use that uh, credit. Use that for your own agency. Try something out on your own agency. Experiment. Try it and then see what it can do for your own agency and then what it could possibly do for your clients. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com.
All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.